Hello and welcome to episode 281 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and I'm joined today by Eva Padilla. Hey, hey. Stephanie Sabidlo. Hello, hello, hello. And Quentin O'Connor. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Is that, is that, you know, never mind. Uh, not, not going there. Anyway, um, Eva, Steph, and Quentin, uh, we're here to... We are RPG masters here to we're... talk about so many amazing RPGs today. Now that makes me think of DMC masters, which <laughs> is something completely different. That is uh, g- kind of like a fighting game, but That's neither here nor there. Um, I'm here to address a specific social media concern that I've seen happen many times over the years. Uh, Eva and Steph, you are on the social media staff at RPG Fan, and um, you probably are are used to seeing some of the same queries over and over, like uh, like getting corrected for some minute nonsense. Or if I uh, had a nickel for every, it's not an RPG. I'd have a modest nine fifty. And oh that, my, that's but, pretty good. You know, I could still buy myself lunch with it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And 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 Eva, what's one query that you're maybe a little tired of seeing over and over? Um, people telling me that I've gotten like the wrong screenshot from, like, one from a different game in like a ten game series, <laughs> where it's like, oh, I'm sorry that this like this part of this collage is from Trails of Cold Steel two and not from Trails of Cold Steel one. Oh my God! Um, how could you? Yeah, you know, things like that. Ruins forever. They're wearing their uniforms in the first one, and they're wearing cool jackets in the second one. I need, you I need know, my yeah, that, that voice. Is, that, is, <laughs> that is true, but even yeah. though I've played most of those, I, I still wouldn't be able to keep them all straight together. And, like, some of those games are made 15 years apart. But yeah. the, the point being is that there's some uh, queries that we hear from, lis- from readers and listeners, mostly in the social media setting, that are a bit somewhat recurring, or, or, or even... <laughs> Like uh, eye rolling or annoying, but we're, we're I'm not. Gonna, we're... I'm just gonna put this one forward. <laughs> I have to. It's the whole Zelda is not an RPG oh. thing. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and if you're gonna bug us about it, then go bug RPG Gamer and RPG Site about why they cover it too. That was like a perfect a bullet fired across the earth right there. I know, <laughs> but that lets how long I've had it pent up. And but... yeah, we're probably gonna get some hate mail after this, but. Oh, I don't. I don't care. We don't, the, the show doesn't actually get mail unless I oh. like beg for emails for two months for a uh, for an episode <laughs> multiple of fifty. But um, Steph, you brought it up a couple times. One of our most common responses is that's not an RPG, or Zelda's not an RPG, or even just a not an RPG Facebook comment. Those are intellectually lazy and generally useless. But I think that maybe for the first time we should we should acknowledge those uh, those social media responses. So we 100%. are going. Um, to, you know, play uh, judge and jury or judge and Judy, whatever, however you're supposed to say judge it. Judge and Judy. For, uh, <laughs> for whether a certain game is an RPG or not. This episode uh-huh. is entitled, Is That an RPG? And we've assembled a list of several borderline RPGs or arguable they are RPGs. RPGs. Uh, well, we'll, we'll see, Steph. We're going to go down the, we're going to go down the list and try to figure this out. Um, but we're, uh. We just we we've assembled a list after uh, uh, collaborating and brainstorming a little bit before hitting record, and we're gonna try and figure out if some of these games are RPGs and thus should be covered by RPG fan. Uh, I, I know that there's a uh, like we probably have different feelings about different genres about like how many how much RPG elements 
constitute an RPG, but we're, we're not going to make hard and fast rules here. We're not going to count levels or, uh, or you know, like 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 set ex- very explicit guidelines as to what something is an RPG or not. We're going to just discuss these games one by one and then come to a final judgment. Um, and although I, I almost did, but we did not put judgment from the Ryugakotoku studio on this list. I thought about it, but we didn't. Um, now, the first game on our list is... Uh, maybe you've heard some of these words strung together before. Dissidia Final Fantasy. Now, uh, 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 on the surface, Dissidia is a fighting game. It's 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 a it's a one v one game with like a mix of uh, real real time movement and turn based action. But I mean, Final Fantasy is is maybe the most iconic and most popular series of JRPGs worldwide. So, is this an RPG or is this a non-RPG connected to Final Fantasy. Quentin, give us your thoughts. I would say this is an RPG. Um, Now, I'm coming at this from a couple of angles. Um, First of all, although there are technically life bars, uh, they're they're listed as HP, and while it could be argued that health in fighting games could also always be called hit points, uh, they don't do that. And the reason that they don't do that is because those games aren't RPGs, but Dissidia actually goes the whole mile and says HP, which tells you right off the bat. I mean, it's, it's practically, I think there's a screenshot on the back of the case, and you in see... In Dissidia, do they call it... You see HP? Do they call it something fancy, like Helthium Parameters? No, because no. this was a few years and, before uh, Nomura, like, completely lost his chain. And and to be fair, Street, uh, Street Fighter has had HP values in uh, in their health bars, at least since Street Fighter 4, since not every character has the same amount of health. Oh, well, that's interesting, mm-hmm. and we might have to look at that game at, at some future time, too, because that actually Street makes Fighter, me feel RPG. like there could be an RPG in there somewhere. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So f- one thing that I want to point out is that Dissidia was originally vision- envisioned, I uh, just I named him a moment ago, but Tetsuya Nomura, um, he originally thought of it as a Kingdom Hearts spinoff, uh, interestingly enough. Eventually, that obviously changed. He applied those thoughts to other games. But what we have here is a game that could have been a Kingdom Hearts. Instead, it became a Final Fantasy. And if there's one thing, if there's one thing that Kingdom Hearts <laughs> and Final Fantasy have in common, it's Cloud Strife. But if there are two things, they're both RPGs. Well, I was I was just gonna say that they, you have customizable skill loadouts and experience and, and level gaining systems. Um, yeah, so the, that's like it. ten people yeah. who remember this game, do you remember Ur guys? I do. I do. Of course. God bless the ring. That was like the prototype almost. Yep. I think I am leaning RPG for Dissidia. Um, Eva, what are your thoughts on this title? <laughs> this is just a DBC arena fighter, not an RPG. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You get out of here with that negativity, you. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I'm not being negative, Steph. I'm being a realist. <laughs> this is just Dragon Ball Z that, you know, when they had, like, the Budokai Tenkaichi games. It's I remember, just I remember a couple of PSP. those PS2 games, yeah. I think there's a very valid point to be made that, like, you know, Cloud and Squall and Zidane and all these other characters, you know, are... RPG characters, so I think they're bringing the RPG with them that's into true. the fighting arena. It's in their hearts. That, that, that's what I figured. I, I, I mean, I think we have multiple <laughs> Dissidia reviews on RPG fans, so naturally, we all believe Dissidia Final Fantasy is an RPG. Sorry, Eva, uh, but we we have we have a lot of other games to go to go through before we can um, before we close the door on this topic. Uh, next is 
maybe the I think Steph, you mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. Um, maybe the series that gives us the most not an RPG comments, and that is Zelda. And we're gonna specific because you know Zelda has become a many splendored thing over the years. We're gonna pick a specific one, one of the more iconic Zelda games, uh, Ocarina of Time for the N sixty four. So uh, Steph, being our you know, a Zelda enthusiast and a re- responding to social media messages enthusiast. Um, is Ocarina <laughs> of Time an RPG? Does it end in a save the entire world plot? Absolutely it does. Therefore, ergo, 100% RPG. It also has poorly explained hmm. time travel, a mm-hmm. uh, deep inventory management system. A super um, 100% awesome sword. You know, you get your, your yeah. side quest sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, improve, uh, side quests, swords, mm-hmm. uh, du- uh, dungeons with puzzles in them. Get changeable um, equipment like boots and floating boots and red tunic and blue tunic and green I mean, tunic. Nothing screams RPG to me like blue tunic. So uh, I, 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 I think I'm with you, Steph. I, I think that most Zelda games are RPGs. There's Ocarina a magic of, meter. I Ocarina mean... of Time definitely is one. Uh, uh, Quentin, what are your thoughts on Ocarina of Time RPG or not RPG? Eh, I was a little on the fence for a moment there. Um, I could think of some counterpoints. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to address yeah. them because, yeah, because I don't need to. I've this argument in my head a thousand times. Well, you know, the only <laughs> counter argument that really rings true to me is just the fact that everywhere I go, like, I wake up in the morning and somebody is shouting from a rooftop somewhere nearby that Zelda isn't oh. an RPG. But if I close my window and I don't hear them anymore, <laughs> then I start thinking about the fact that the Zelda series has a great deal of mini games and they're fun. And then some of them are really frustrating. And to me... You know what? What's more RPG than getting frustrated at a mini game? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so Eva, um, <laughs> Ocarina of Time RPG or no? Ocarina of Time. That's an RPG right there. I mean, with the original, with the original Legend of Zelda, I think a lot of Japanese uh, action RPGs really kind of branch off from there. So, I mean, especially with a lot of those, I don't think those really garner as many questions of being RPGs as Zelda does. Um, but kind of. The first one seems like the the big mama, so I'm saying RPG. Wow. And and as and as Ocarina of Time is still kind of in that lineage, that's an RPG. <laughs> Can I put the nail in the coffin as well? With there is mm-hmm. a fishing mini game in it. Oh, okay. Oh. Phew. For a, se- for a second, I thought you were gonna say. For a second, I thought you were gonna say it's an RPG because you play a role, and I was going to kick you out nope. of the chat room. Please, <laughs> oh, can, can we can we say is it a wrong? role that nobody nobody in this episode can say? Okay, you play a role. Agreed. So, agreed. Okay, that that's, is that's yeah, out. That is that is a 2003 bad internet forum argument that is completely useless. So yeah, we're, we're, we're we acknowledging will respect it. that. We're, 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 we're acknowledging it now, but from now on, we're we're not gonna bring up that as a point of contention. Thank you, Eva. I'm glad we're in agreement here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's unanimous. Ocarina of Time, um, Zelda in general, Ocarina in particular, those are all Definitive. RPGs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, uh, uh, this next one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, ask Steph about this again, because I know this is a game she's been playing a lot recently, and I haven't played at all. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. Uh, is this an RPG? Give me the skinny. Now that you're much skinnier for having played this game. <laughs> It is honestly, like, the coolest you can get as far as, like, RPG. Uh, okay, I don't want to say adjacent because it obviously is an RPG. Um, but, like, like it has a full-on adventure mode where you get into RPG fights. And it's actually amazing to block with your body exercising. <laughs> and, and also, um, th- this brings up something that I think is... Uh... 
I mean, this maybe is a separate discussion, but definitely connected to what we're doing here. But uh, this, uh, Ring Fit Adventures represents a gamification of exercise in a way. It really does. That, so, uh, like, yeah, I, I think I think it's super smart. But this one does it in a, a very RPG specific way, right? Yeah, like not 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 to be on the nose with today's discussion, but like it it does genuinely have like an actual RPG adventure mode, um, and you know it actually does segment level ups by your progress. <laughs> so mm. I actually think that's really cool because it's probably the most literal interpretation of like leveling up and you know you 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 put the ring against your abs to do an ab guard, mm-hmm. you know, so you're actually defending against actual enemy attacks. Yeah. So it's actually really cool. Um you know there's there's even a skill system. Uh you have recovery items in the forms of smoothies. <laughs> And a whole bunch of, like, little mini games and quests that you actually complete. So it is a bonafide, genuine RPG adventure. Awesome. Uh, uh, Eva, have you played Ring Fit Adventure? Because, I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I didn't ask you or Quentin this ahead of time. But uh, for a while, this game was actually pretty hard to find. Uh, have you gotten a chance to play it? I have not gotten a chance to play it. The only kind of collision of RPGs and exercise that I do is when I play Tactics on my workout bike. Okay. It works. <laughs> I used to play Final Fantasy V Advance um, on an elliptical, and one day that ended badly, and I never did that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. Interesting uh, com- combination of video games and exercise. You even change your gear. You change your exercise equipment. You do. Ooh. Yeah. And the evil boss, the evil final boss, is an evil fitness dragon who looks ridiculous in his unitard. He's evil fitness evil dragon. Buff. That's that, that's yeah. a magic card I don't remember but from back in the day. But it is an evil dragon, and any game with an evil dragon is automatically an RPG. Mm. So there's a lot going on here Statistically. in favor of uh, Ring Fit Adventure being an RPG, but I can't shake the feeling. It's more of an on-rails horror game, personally. I think I can see the RPG <laughs> glimmer in there, but... You're going forward, and you can't really. I mean, I, maybe you can go backwards a little you bit. I don't know. It's in the box. I haven't. Horrific. I haven't. I haven't started playing yet. Um, but from everything, <laughs> I mean, I've watched people play, and it seems uh, horrifying mm-hmm. because if you if you think that you oh, yeah. can do something and then you can't, and just you know, there's like dread that it's existential dread when you realize like, wow, quarantine has done a number on me. And then yeah. it's on rails, and I, you know, so I mean, I think it's RPG adjacent was a nice word that you used, or two words technically, um, <laughs> or four words because RPG is an RPG is an acronym. That's We're true. Adjacent. That said, <laughs> I I know when I'm outnumbered. I, I I know when I'm not wanted. So I think it's three to one, <laughs> and I can't I can't beat that. Oh, Quinton, you're wanted. You're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> so far, we're three for three on RPGs in this episode. Um, but Quentin believes Ring Fit Adventure is a horror game. I think a lot of people would believe this next game is a horror game. Or, I, I, But we're going to try and figure out if it's also an RPG. Uh, Eva, you submitted uh, for the approval of the Midnight Society Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, uh, which is a PlayStation game that had a recent um, big fancy remake. Uh, so, so first of all, do you believe it's an RPG? And second of all, when you played it recently, was it the PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 4 version? Uh, yes, I do believe it's an RPG, all and right. I played the PlayStation <laughs> 1 version. Oh, my. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Nice. Um, so basically, so basically in this um, RPG. in this game, yeah, yeah, it's straight up. It's an RPG, and one of the main things is how ammo works in this game, um, because you basically have a skill-based level-up system with the ammo, and the more times you utilize the ammo, um, basically you're able to craft better ammo or you're able to craft more ammo and so it kind of has this constant leveling up for your main character which is jill um and during this you can um get better equipment by uh killing nemesis when he shows up because you could run from him each time but you get to um make the decision whether you want to try to fight him and at least in the ps1 game this isn't so for the ps4 game um, there are multiple times when you're confronted with a choice of two different paths in the game. Mm. They have like an A scenario and a B scenario that you that. get to um, go through that basically it stops time for a little bit and you have to choose which way to go. So it is kind of, it is linear, but it is a choice-based uh, narrative mm -hmm. in a lot of ways as well. So, br so, so branching uh, narrative paths, um, mm -hmm. pretty detailed resource management tied to the moment-to-moment -moment action. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, in... in and in Nemesis, there's a sort of recurring uh, boss character that, uh, with you know, multiple ways of resolving that kind of encounter. Am I am I am I uh, following you here? Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because you know, I think I've played as Nemesis in Marvel vs. Capcom three more than I've actually tried to play Resident Evil three. <laughs> um, I, I'm not. I, I don't play very many horror games. Um, uh, Steph, uh, I, I know you at least enjoy some Resident Evil because uh, you, we, you and I have talked about Resident Evil Five before. Uh, but, but, um, what are your thoughts on Resident Evil Three specifically, if it's an RPG or not? It is absolutely an RPG. Uh, yes. Any, <laughs> I don't know. Anytime <laughs> you play as a lady in a short skirt, it is probably because it is. <laughs> Whoa. Because <laughs> it is an RPG. <laughs> I am so glad. Okay, related to this discussion, I am so glad that Tifa went from a immobile miniskirt in FF7 to a pleated skirt that can actually give you freedom of movement in FF7 Remake. That was mm -hmm. such a welcome costume People change. People were losing their minds about that. So little changed. <laughs> so little, little changed, bit. but her, like, she went from a nonsense skirt to a sensible skirt for a martial <laughs> artist, and I appreciated that very much. Quentin, you haven't said much on this to on this topic yet. Uh, w have you played Resident Evil 3? Do you think it's an RPG? Yeah, I mean, the only reason I didn't say anything was because I thought it was obvious. Like, out of everything <laughs> on this list so far, <laughs> the only thing that I could look at and, like, not even blush, like, my cheeks aren't doing anything. I'm just, like, I can't imagine anything else but RPG when I read RE3 Nemesis. Hmm, interesting. I love you know this. I'm going to abstain. Um, I, I don't think I know enough about this game. I don't know how... I haven't played it, so I don't really know if it feels like an RPG or not. It does. Uh, I think we're going to give this uh, game a 3-0 pass with me abstaining from the vote. But uh, let's talk about a game I actually have played and a game I quite adore. Uh, one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. Uh, maybe you've thought of it as an RPG before. Maybe you haven't. Kirby Superstar. Kirby Superstar. That, that is, is what, what you are. are. Uh, yeah, this is obviously an RPG. I mean, yeah. there's a health bar and there are skills based on 
inheritance. A, a huge number of skills. Not not just uh, like Mega Man getting a, a a weapon from every boss you defeat. Like there's a lot a of sword ability that is like the most RPG thing you can do. And when you equip the sword, you get a Link from Legend of Zelda style, uh, which uh, is an like RPG style cap. So... And we and we know those are RPGs yep. exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's... But, stringing the RPG along with it. That's just how it works. And, and also, uh, Kirby Superstar, for uh, listeners, in case you're not familiar, has like several game modes that you uh, that you choose between when you play, and you unlock more by playing more, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, like one of them is a one of them is a pretty normal interpretation, like Dreamland style Kirby game. One is called Dyna Blade, where you fight this giant bird. Um, uh, one is uh, the 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 fight against Meta Knight, which take, which has like visual novel style cutscenes in between uh, you attacking Meta Knight's ship which which oh definitely give Oh my god, give why you... didn't I ever think of it like that? Yeah, yeah. Which, which which give you a more a more narrative oh focus than any previous Kirby game, but my favorite game mode, which is RPG as hell, is the Great Cave Offensive, which is all about navigating a dungeon, fighting mm-hmm. giant bosses and collecting mm-hmm. treasure. This is mm-hmm. Kirby Superstar is the first loot RPG. See to me a go- a great RPG a great RPG has to have deep characterization. I mean, I want to see the character Ooh. change throughout the game. And Do you I think, know how much Kirby lore yeah, there is? Exactly. Do you know how much he it changes totally in this game? He changes <laughs> like, sometimes. Sometimes he sometimes he changes into a UFO, and that's yeah. just weird. I can't like I can't even count the number of times that Kirby changes throughout the course of Kirby Superstar. I think he starts off in in one form of of spherical entity. But he becomes uh-huh. so many other entities, and some of them, many of them, aren't entirely spherical. And by the end of the game, I just feel like he's traveled on such a journey. Um, he's just, I love the character, I love his arc, and I love Kirby Superstar, which is an Ooh. RPG. Yeah. Uh, but having these connected narratives, eventually having you fight, uh, oh shoot, I know it's not Dark Force, because that's, <laughs> I just played a Fantasy Star game, that's where that comes from. But like, uh, like, like sort it's of... It's always some nightmare, yeah. It's, like it's always some darkness, dark nightmare, games, yeah. like, v- vaguely defined <laughs> entity. It's usually some nightmare horror, too. It's actually quite frightening, some of them. Which is, you know, that's a lot like it. a lot of RPG final bosses. Like, that's know, kind, right? that's kind they, of they what... They kind of throw the dark god at you. Right, exactly. The, the, a, a vaguely defined, uh, like, incarnation of evil or darkness. That's, exa- that's exactly what JRPGs do. And the final boss is often kind of just like, whoa, out of nowhere, which, I mean, how many RPGs do that? So many of them, where you you think you know who you're going to fight at the (laughs) end, and then bam, it's the dark god. Um, 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 Eva, have you played much uh, Kirby Superstar? Because I know that uh, uh, you haven't played quite as many retro games as old people like Steph and I. Oh my gosh. Well, I I have played Kirby Superstar, and I don't have much to add because, well, it's an RPG. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I'm digging that. Go. I'm down go. for it. <sighs> okay. So I'm. We're, that's unanimous. Kirby Superstar, one of the best RPGs on the Super Nintendo. Please don't at me. Um, <laughs> Better than Chrono Trigger. Mm. Right up there with Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right up there. I'll, I'll put him in the same tier. But I. I mean, Chrono, Chrono Trigger is very, very uh, personal to me. It's my favorite game of all time. So like. I'll put it a notch or two below Chrono Trigger, but definitely an RPG, definitely a SNES RPG, definitely one of the best SNES RPGs. Uh, but uh, this next game is 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 not a SNES game, um, and I haven't played it nearly as much as uh, my time with Kirby Superstar. Um, Quentin, tell us a little bit about Hatoful Boyfriend. Sure. Um, well, first of all, it's an RPG. Uh, I would, okay. I would all right. Say it's definitely, it's a role playing game. Yeah. Um, putting that to, putting that right in the thesis statement. Okay. Yep. To to, ex- to elaborate a little bit. Um, how many RPGs out there? You know, 
in, in your lifetime, have you noticed that if they get successful enough, they get drama CDs, they get books, they get like a web radio thing, a web series, plush production line, action figures. Only the best RPGs. Yep. Exactly. And, and one of the best RPGs is Hato Full Boyfriend, A School of Hope and White Wings. Um, it originally came out that in Japan. That name is so RPG. It is. It originally came out in Japan, just like a lot of RPGs. Um, it needed a oh, fan yeah. translation for a while, just like RPGs. Once it mm -hmm. became obvious that there was a Western interest in the game, it came out officially, just like many RPGs. I mean, I could keep going, but I think the one thing that I want to I wanna focus on the most is that the characters in this game are, are just absolute RPGs. Um, you have, for example, uh, a sickly but hardworking childhood friend. She's an RPG. Uh, you have like a snobbish French aristocrat. He's an RPG. Um, you, you got a popular and flirtatious but strangely secretive fantail pigeon. RPG. A quiet, bookish morning dove who never seems to leave the library. I mean, this oh, writes itself. Yeah. This is an RPG through and through. In fact, Quinn, stop me if I'm wrong, but the term RPP started coming out around this time for role-playing pigeon. Yep. And it sure you did. Know, a lot of people started to kind of, you know, pigeon in on this and start, you know, poking <laughs> in on this trend and talking pigeon to each you other. You just did that. Wow. Wow. You just like one, two, three. There were like three things going on in that sentence. Do you understand me? I do. I do. All right, yep. See? See? We're pigeoning. We're pigeoning. Okay, uh, Eva, I, I don't understand pigeon language, but I typically do understand you when you are, uh, when you are like, eloquently explaining things to me. Um, what are your thoughts on How to Full Boyfriend and its RPG status or not? Well, first of all, I do understand pigeon, and mm. I wish you wouldn't talk about me like that stuff. Oh, oh my. Um, wow. I'm sorry. I'm... Excuse me. I think that uh, anything with this many pigeons has to be an RPG. So... We need to make this claim for my, my home city of Chicago. We need to say this for New York. Mm -hmm. These places are RPGs. Whoa. Oh, that was beautiful. That, okay. that stuck with me. Now, I, I, I live in a uh, boring, soulless suburb with a, with a lot of good Vietnamese and Korean food, but no, not very many pigeons. But I do know a little bit about this game because I listened to the How Did This Get Played episode of On Hato Full Boyfriend. The non-linear gameplay, the, uh, net, the complicated webs of dialogue trees as you romance these various pigeons, the uh, low-key terrifying um, uh, like post-apocalypse dystopia that you're navigating in this game, a lot of that screams RPG to me. So even though I have not played How to Full Boyfriend, I completely support the idea that it and generally navigating the complex uh, social structures of pigeon civilization are RPGs. Thank you. I I, I did not expect such a deep conversation. Ava, I want to apologize to you on behalf of Toronto Pigeons. I meant no offense to Chicago Chicago Pigeons. That's 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 okay. Does this we are all game, pigeons together. We are. Does this game take place Saturday in the park? At points. No. Yes. <laughs> maybe At if points. it's like twenty. Maybe it's like if it's like twenty-five or six to four. That might be the. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the reason. All right. Um, 
Okay, like if we're, if we're uh, talking about um, soft rock bands named after American cities, maybe we should move on to the next uh, to the next game. Uh, we we we're basically in agreement. How to Full Boyfriend is a, a game it's that the biggest RPG on this list so far. Jeez. Uh, look, mm-hmm. okay, look, Kirby Superstar is like five RPGs rolled into one. So I'm not going to agree with that statement. But Nemesis it, uh, is but... like ten RPGs rolled into one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're turning this back into a context are a contest, are we? Okay, but how many RPGs is NHL 20 rolled into one? Because, I mean, there, there, there are 30 teams in the NHL, aren't there, Steph? So is, so, this, is this 30 RPGs? <laughs> so, Whoa. yes, absolutely, as a matter of fact. Oh, um, okay, I was, I was trying to tell a joke, but, but continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it only dawned on me recently just, just you know, how how important this was especially to myself as a canadian is that you know you know we 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 started playing this game and and we were able to do something that we had never ever seen in real life and that was the toronto maple leafs for the for three almost three years in a row where winning the stanley cup oh my that's really putting the fiction in historical fiction you have no idea. There was there was and no other way for Canadians to feel this same euphoria and fantasy as we could with NHL twenty one. You know, you know the, even. the one thing about RPGs that I love is that it puts you in fantastical, impossible scenarios. And watching the Toronto Maple Leafs win an NHL title might be as fantastical a scenario as I could imagine. And I'm a fan of the Washington Wizards, okay? So, like, I, I know a thing or two about rooting for teams that never win anything. <laughs> so, uh, Eva, I know that you do follow at least some professional sports. I don't, I don't know how much of a hockey fan you are, but um, what are your thoughts on NHL 20 as an RPG? I have no thoughts. I'm abstaining from this because I have no interest in hockey. I would rather watch <gasps> golf. I don't have any interest in frozen oh soccer. Oh, my God. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, frozen soccer. So Eva is anti-hockey. Quentin, what are your thoughts on NHL 20 as an RPG? You know, I, I'm not anti-hockey per se. I just don't know much about it. But I will say, you know, um, looking it up here a little bit on uh, Wikipedia, bit of a bit of a, a questionable thing to do in the middle. But, you know, I wanted to do some research. And I noticed that it's got some dialogue options. It's got like swords. Yep. Where it's like hockey sticks, but hockey sticks are like swords, but blunted. And I think they fight each other. There with is them. fighting. Hockey yeah. swords. Yep. I mean, uh, I, wow! I just said hockey, hockey swords. Sword. <laughs> um, but hockey sticks are. I mean, they're kind of naginata like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think with NHL 21, like there's a lot of uh, cooperative stuff between like teammates who are characters and they work together to like save the world or whatever. But then if something goes wrong, like. They'll take their naginata as you know, as was so eloquent. Hockey nata, please. Yeah, hockey nata. You know, and they'll just like fight each other, and there's probably HP there somewhere. And then also the Xbox One version has an 82 on Metacritic. And do you know how many RPGs have 82s on Metacritic? So like, I'm leaning RPG. I'm leaning RPG on this one. I I think that NHL 20 definitely is an RPG. Um, so far we are seven for seven on the games in our list being RPGs. So we have a couple uh, left. Um, next is, I think, maybe other than Ring Fit, uh, the easiest RPG call on this entire list, because Retro Encounter is an entire episode about it. One of the greatest RPGs of all time, and the best RPG for the Game Boy, Tetris. 
Um, I don't even know why I put it on here. Like, it's so obviously an RPG uh, from the different statistical manipulation to the probability manipulation to the puzzle solving to the dungeons. Because, I mean, I mean the, uh, Tetris is you're trapped in a dungeon and trying to build your way uh, out of it, sort of. Uh, to, the, to the customizable music tracks, this is... It's the best RPG for the Game Boy, and I think one of the defining RPGs of its era. Um, I hope the three of you have also played Tetris. Otherwise, I need to find some better panelists. Uh, Eva, what are your thoughts on Tetris as an RPG? In a, sim- in a more simplistic way, it's just the story of someone being trapped and having to find party members to help them reach the end point of a stage where they have some sort of final boss. It's really minimalistic, but it's oh. there. Yep. So you know what? I'm I'm thinking it's an RPG, dog. It's you, an we, RPG. <laughs> you're talking about party members. I mean, Tetris is a game from uh, over 35 years ago, so I'll give it a pass in this regard a little bit. But it's a, Back then, the characters were very simple shapes. Yeah, yeah, but, but mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's balance issues in Tetris is the problem because the, because the line piece is the, the only way to get uh, to, get to max okay. damage. Yeah, the only way to get to max damage in the game is to use specific strategies surrounding the line piece, which is, you know, a game made in the 2010s uh, wouldn't, uh, like, wouldn't go that way. Um, there, there'd be a little bit more thought to character balance, but, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's definitely, I, 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 yeah, definitely an aspect of the job system of Tetris. Uh, uh, Quentin, what are your thoughts on this classic? Well, Tetris is a nightmare to me. I respect it vehemently. I think it's an important cultural touchstone. As an RPG? Um, well, well, I'm getting there. I think it's an important cultural touchstone, um, not just in gaming, but in, in you know human history. But at the same time, Ooh. it scares me. Like, you know, you're trapped in this dungeon, as was stated, and there's these things coming at you, and you gotta think. And... I, you know, being trapped in a dungeon, things coming at me and thinking, like, that's a really bad combo for me. So I think that it could be an RPG, but I love RPGs, and RPGs don't frighten me. So, and Tetris does. So I don't think Tetris is an RPG. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, if it's not an RPG, what what is it? Like, I think I, I mean, it's so obvious. I almost don't think of the alternatives, at least in my perspective. Do you, so, do you think Tetris is a horror game? Well, no. I think Ring Fit Adventure would be a good example of a horror game. I think Tetris is more horrific. like a uh, horrific. <laughs> I think that could be its own genre <laughs> now. But if I have to choose a real genre, I would say it's like a racing game, like a kart game. Um, but I'm really a bad puzzle at puzzle racer. Interesting. A puzzle racer, yeah. And I'm I'm bad at all racing games except Mario Kart, and I'm passable at Mario Kart. I could probably be passable at Tetris, but I I'm too scared. So yeah, it's like a a puzzle racing game. So uh, Steph, your thoughts on Tetris as an RPG or not? I, I wanted to make the argument that it was an adventure game. Uh, maybe not so much RPG, but at least an adventure game. You know, or really. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because of the pieces and the music, of course. <laughs> I don't really have yeah. an opinion on this one. All I want to know, though, is like, what is everybody's favorite character in Tetris? Is it the L block? Is it the square block? Now, okay, a lot of people think a lot of people will say line piece just because it's obviously the most powerful character. I, I want to forget like, it's, the line character. It's, 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 it's cheating. Yeah, it's the Orlando of the game of Tetris. I understand. Um, I, I'm, it wasn't. It wasn't going to be. That wasn't my choice either. Thunder God. Um, I was going to RPG. 
I, I'm I actually go a slightly different from the more popular uh, L block. I like the J block because like the, the L block is sort of the care everyone's go to for a three liner strategy. But I like the J block a little bit more because you can um you can fit a, a Z block into it nice and snugly. And I like working right uh, uh, right to left instead of left to right because I'm a weeaboo who likes to read manga uh, right to left. So yeah, my my choice is the J block. I'm I'm, a, I'm an L block person myself. Yeah, no, no, I totally understand the appeal of the L block and yeah. and S or Z blocks, but I mean the the real weirdos that say T block. I, I don't even know what you're thinking. Like it, no. whether it's, you're doing a two block, a, a two line or a three line strategy, it just creates extra nubs everywhere. I, I I don't get those T block people. I think my favorite Tetris character is the backgrounds. They've done a lot of great work with the backgrounds character over the years. There's so many different backgrounds and the different versions of Tetris. Isn't there one mm -hmm. where it's like all fireworks or something? I really like that. Tetris effect? Yeah, um, yeah, that one. <laughs> Technically, yeah. <laughs> and also, we're talking about uh, Tetris as a cultural touchstone. I mean, you can't tell the history of communism without Tetris. Mm -hmm. Because uh, as one of the most marketable products of the Soviet Union, right up there with Rubik's Cubes, uh, you know, maybe the Soviet Union was just really good at blocks. Uh, they, uh, it was the first piece of software originating from the Soviet Union to be sold to be uh, to be sold in America. So, an extremely important historical artifact, Tetris. Eva, I think we won this battle two one one. Uh, yep. Tetris is an RPG. Yep, you did. We split them. Mm. We split them. Sometimes you some, you want the knockout every time, but sometimes you got to take the decision win. Mixing sports and RPG metaphors is my bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey nata. Anyway, all right. Your sword and butter. <laughs> Let's uh, let, sh uh. sheathe our uh, our naginatas and put away our Soviet blocks. Uh, we have one game left to discuss, and this is the most challenging, soul-destroying game I've ever encountered. I've I only played this game for a couple years, and uh, darker and, and more soul-destroying than Dark Souls. For yeah, sure. yeah, it is, dark, it is the Dark Souls. Yeah, it has it's, 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 it's the Dark Souls of RPGs, the Dark Souls <laughs> of life experiences. Um, the final game on our list to determine whether or not it is an RPG is working a retail job. I, 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 like it's making me cringe a little just saying that. Uh, I, uh, and the, uh, listeners, you probably know this. I know I've talked about myself a lot on the podcast over the years. Uh, I work at an engineering office now, but for many years I worked at, for the park service, including a, a park kiosk selling snacks and maps to park attendees. And let me tell you, that's the most difficult RPG grind I've ever I've ever encountered. And I and I beat mm -hmm. the seventh saga. So mm -hmm. don't don't say don't say I don't know what an RPG grind is. Um, there is no bigger role you're playing than a happy employee. You like yep. I, I mean, yep. uh, Joker in Persona Five puts on many masks, but I don't know if any mask is quite as impossible as as like as faking joy in, in working a retail position. You know, at least in at least in RPGs, when you take on a new when you take on a new role or you get like better equipment or something like that, you you get some sort of level up. But you know, when you work in retail, you take on all these different jobs and your kind of job vocabulary increases and stuff. But then you still don't get paid more, so it's just like a really poorly designed RPG. Um, like it is, it is an RPG, but it's like it's like the beyond the beyond, you know? Yeah. Or like Final <laughs> oh, Fantasy two. Like, your stats keep going up, but it doesn't matter yeah. in the end, because you're all basically the same well, level. Right, and the only way and the only way you level up is by just beating the stuffing out of yourself. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
you know, I have you a lot of... You train yourself, you know, and grind? Uh-huh, mm -hmm. yeah. I have Go a on. lot of, I have a lot yeah. of um, memories involving retail and grocery. I mean, they're basically interchangeable. Um, I used to climb ladders to get to the top of, like, the frozen aisle. And then you're standing there, and a little bit of vertigo kicks in. Mind you, I grew up on the 16th story of a 32-story building. So when vertigo kicks in for me, something's going wrong. And then I realize what the deal is, and it's because the top of the uh, the frozen, you know, the big, long frozen refrigerator, that's totally the term for it. We're going with it. But it was starting to, like, cave in a little bit um, from from just, you know decades of, of overuse and as i was standing there and i almost fell through like just this vat like this this production lines worth of frozen pizzas it occurred to me that that was a big big dramatic moment in a role-playing game it was it was that it, that, it was that's like, hanging from a frozen cliff in the himalayas yeah, in uncharted 2 yeah it was like the end of disc one and um, I didn't fall, so it was it kind of you know cheated out the drama there a little bit. But when I got to the bottom and I realized that I, I this is a grind and this was going to be my life for for months if not years, um, I can't think. There's no RPG more RPG than working retail, except maybe Resident Evil Three Nemesis. When when you're working in the frozen food aisle, um, do you ever have to pause and like? and like warm yourself up like in ff7 in the great glacier yeah yeah you do jog on the spot and mm -hmm. <laughs> quentin didn't you have your uh your anti-vertigo accessory equipped that day well no um the reason that i didn't was <sighs> because i'm dumb i should have equipped from it the shop i really no no yeah. you, you had you only have one accessory slot and you had your anti-freeze accessory equipped yeah oh, that's okay. what it that was that's what it was yeah it just you, makes too much sense resource allocation decision making the, the important parts of rpgs um eva how much have you grinded at uh, at working a retail position uh for well retail and grocery for gosh few years probably about half of my working life um so I've tried. I've tried fighting dark aeons in Final Fantasy X, and uh, none of them um, are as difficult or can prepare you for a uh, a customer when you're checking out groceries for someone, and they say you check out. Um, uh, you slide along uh, nipple cream for them into a bag, and they go, mm -hmm. you know, this is the best nipple cream, and I go. <laughs> Okay, and they say, you know, you're just going to need that. Uh, you're just going to need that for you know your girlfriend or something in a few years. And mm. you know, there, I, I've I've figured out responses for many different bosses, both yeah. in JRPGs and retail. Right. Um, and I never figured out the right one for that. So I just went, hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, one yeah. of the one of the few mm, yeah. times in my life where I was truly speechless, because normally I can I will have a response to everything was once an elderly woman came up to me when I was working at the park, and she asked me where all the squirrels went. And I just, <laughs> I, 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 I heard, where did Good all question. the squirrels go? And, I'm, and I, just, I just paused and was briefly contemplating nothingness, because I did not know where the squirrels went. Wherever went. squirrels go. But where Near do far, they go when you're, in the, when you're in a lake, you're in a lakefront park in the middle of the woods? I really dislike how a lot of retail, uh, just you know, RPGs, because um, they're they're definitely RPGs. 
they really need yep. to work on their NPCs. Uh, like, the behaviors oh, yeah. are very predictable. Um, the dialogue is just, like, the same thing over and over. If I had a nickel for every time that an older gentleman came through one of my lines when I was working as a cashier, and if something didn't scan at first, went, and I quote, ho, ho, must be free. No, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I, you know, oh, no. I just started it's... winking at them. Like, oh, that is witty. Please get out of but, my but, life. I, I so with all, with all those listeners knew what you were going to say right there. Because, yes, all of us have heard it a bajillion times. With, with all those yep. nickels, do you have more yeah. than the $9.50 that Steph has from being that, mm-hmm. from being told that Zelda's not an RPG? <laughs> I got like nine sixty five over here. Oh, nice. man. Nice. <laughs> so many nickels. Well, I was, t- I, was telling you, I was telling you all just before, right? Like, um, you know, uh, when I worked at EB Games, you know, there was, there was always that component of how you had to talk to people and, you know, dealing with people. You do get very angry mid-bosses who will give you a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, one time, you, one you of can't, them threw a you case at my the, face. You cannot do the Dragon Age 2 thing of just picking the snarky answer every time. That, that, no. that won't work out. No. I wish. Uh, but, yeah, someone threw a case at my face and dodged it with my, my, my very good evasion stat. Um... And and mm-hmm. I gained charm points immediately after. I believe it. Cool. I believe yeah. it. That was very cool. My least favorite dungeon encounter from working retail, or I should say, working at the park, uh, and 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 I'm sure you've experienced similar to this, is um, dealing with bathroom cleaning. Uh-huh. Uh, because this is not, you know, people do not respect the bathrooms of places of business the way they respect the bathrooms of their own business or their own homes, and sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, not sometimes. Always dealing with bathroom cleaning after an entire day's worth of uh, of summer camp goers have gone through it is worse than fifteen Orem veils in a row playing FF14. It's it's Whoa. it's just the worst. Fifteen, yeah, I feel it. I think it's at least twenty five Orem veils. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> You know, the one impressive part is that you go into this thing, you know, you're working at like Subway Sandwich, you're working at, you know, a big box store. And, you know, how you go from knowing nothing, you're level one, and then you keep doing it, keep doing it. And then eventually you're, you know, making boxes with a little bow on top and you are level 99 box maker and impressing everyone with your skill. I am I am pretty sure this uh, this uh, comes from a real place, Steph, and not it is not a hypothetical. <laughs> oh, I made boxes. I made many. See, I went boxes. I took the opposite job class direction. I was really good at um, uh, destroying boxes. Uh, all the beautiful boxes that Steph made, I actually was the one who just like destroyed them, even though I was working at a different <laughs> store in a different state, who knows, ah. um, different part of the <laughs> different country. Um, but definitely, I mean, I I became a level ninety nine stock clerk. Um, I could fill a store with so many groceries in such a short period of time. And you take that with you in life. I think like a lot of RPGs, you know, there are memorable moments. That's one of mine. And, you know, I I really got the world map experience uh, going, um, working at uh, the park where I used to, because often I was either a manager on duty or working security and just uh, navigating this, um, this extremely richly detailed space over and over, so many times. I I know, I know the uh, the trails of that park better than any world map I've ever encountered in an RPG, like like working retail. Mm-hmm. And uh, my awareness stat got real high from uh, dealing with trespassers, including streakers, a couple times. Uh, stolen cars left uh, <laughs> left at least at least uh, three or four police officers trying to hook up in the back of their squad cars. <laughs> uh, 
For, for some reason, we were the place of choice for Fairfax County Police to um, get a little bit of private time. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, working retail is is maybe the, the the most difficult RPG grind that you can experience. Um, and even though I, I don't think we've, we've spent a lot of time debating on its RPG status or not, this sort of became a uh, <laughs> became a mini episode of War Stories playing working retail. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I don't think any of us are in disagreement here. Uh, this is the most RPG of all. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is the, this is the big daddy life. of RPGs. Yes, mm-hmm. this is what all RPGs are based on. In fact, you know, it all stemmed mm-hmm. from this one moment back in the eighties, where <laughs> this happened and people came together and formulated this idea of the RPG. Yep. It would originally it began as retail playing game. Ah. Mm. Uh, oh. It's My roots. God! I know. In Dragon know. Quest Four, there's an entire chapter where you run a shop and just uh, relive oh. retail playing games as uh, uh, as much as you can, which is a remarkable segue, I guess, because uh, next month for Retro Encounter, we are playing Dragon Quest Four. Um, <laughs> uh, That's May- perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, May two May 1986 was when Dragon Quest uh, first debuted in Japan. So we're going to celebrate Dragon Quest in uh, May of 2021. I had to remember what year it was because reliving my my park retail days just made me lose track of time a little bit. And uh, Dragon Quest IV is the game <laughs> we, we are playing um, next month for two episodes. But before we get back into the uh, into other retro encounter housekeeping, um, I, I I think that we really established here that. Um, because RPG elements have become so pervasive in game design, and RPGs are such an appealing genre for many reasons, including um, like the the feeling of character self-efficacy and getting stronger and uh, and variable or, or branching narrative pathways. Um, I would not say every video game is an RPG, but you can interpret most video games to be RPGs, and that's often the I'd most say fun. About a good ninety percent of them are. Yeah, RPGs. and it's the most fun way to do it because we love RPGs. Yeah. We want everything to RP to be an RPG, so we're going to make everything an RPG. Boom. Yep. Yep. Bam. So true. Wham, bam. Thank you, Steph. Uh, <laughs> so obviously, uh, we discussed nine. We discussed nine RPGs today: uh, Dissidia, Final Fantasy, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, Ring Fit Adventure, Resident Evil Three: Nemesis, Kirby Superstar, Hatoful Boyfriend, NHL Twenty, Tetris, and working a retail position in real life. Uh, nine RPGs, eight of which I can recommend. Uh, you can figure out which one I don't. But uh, let, let's uh, talk about the future of Retro Encounter now that we've um, gone over the main topic of this episode. Next week, we're doing an, we are doing an episode on Crimson Shroud, uh, a game that, Eva, you and I have been delaying and playing and refreshing on for at least a month. <laughs> for some reason, we just it, it's been that episode has been a challenge to schedule, more my fault than anyone else's. Uh, but we're finally going to get to that next week. And the following week, um, unless I do a last-minute schedule change, we're continuing our mini-series on Final Fantasy XIV with an episode all about Stormblood. Uh, we recorded that a short while ago, and uh, it was a lot of fun to discuss. I cannot wait to ha- uh, have you listeners um, experience the fun we had talking all about the third uh, Final Fantasy fourteen chapter. And also, uh, I mentioned this before, we are doing four Dragon Quest episodes in May. One of them, or I should say two of them, on Dragon Quest four. The other two about more broad Dragon Quest topics. But in between Stormblood and Dragon Quest, we are doing two episodes on Suikoden 3, um, a game I have not played. I have only played one Suikoden game to c- completion, and I'm hoping to double that number in the coming weeks, but I'm still very early on in Suikoden 3. 
Um, hopefully that I remedy that very, very soon. But listeners, if you want to uh, get in contact with us, with us directly, uh, any, especially if you have complaints or comments about this episode, please email retro at rpgfan.com. You can also comment on RPG Fan's message boards, visit our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, our Discord server, our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel, something streaming every day on Twitch. Please experience RPG Fan in however you want. We're always either called RPG Fan or RPG Fan.com. RPG Fan also has three other fine podcasts, Random Encounter About Randomness, Rhythm Encounter About RPG Music, and Phoenix Edge, a podcast that is uh, weekly recorded and um, usually um, recorded live on YouTube and usually focused on current events. You can review Retro Encounter and those other three podcasts on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, however you're listening to us. Please listen. Please give feedback. But listeners, if you want to reach out to the panelists directly, let's uh, talk about how they can do so. Uh, So let's share our social media, starting with you, Eva. So you can find me on RPG Fan's general social media accounts on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, but you can also find me personally on Twitter and Instagram as at EVA uh, underscore L-E-E-S. All right, and Quentin, how can listeners reach you? Well, you can contact me one of two ways uh, at my email address, Quentin C is in the letter C at RPGFan.com. Or via Twitter at Quentin Writes, because I'm Quentin and I write. And, uh, Steph, how can listeners find you? You can find me, well, for stuff like Eva, um, all the RPG fan social media. I'm the one who's usually, uh, um, you know, her and I are usually the ones behind the computer on that. So you can always reach out to us there. But I am also on the internet most places as Dice, like playing Dice, SMS. Check me out. I like to talk about a lot of games, and I like drawing a lot of pictures. So you can see pictures while you talk games with me. Especially on your uh, stunning to behold Instagram account, where you put a lot of your a lot of your art, right? And doggy pictures. So when and doggy pictures. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You you're, you share a home with a uh, with a beautiful. Is she a labradoodle or a golden doodle? Yeah, she's a labradoodle. Oh yeah. The fluff of my life. Um, but yeah. Right on. And listeners, I do not have a beautiful Labradoodle to share pictures of, but I am on social media, uh, most often Twitter, at The Real Monsoon, most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs, other times. You can also find me on RPG Fans Discord as Monsoon Mike. And uh, before I um, thank you and wish you good night and good luck, listeners, um, there's one last thing I gotta say April Fools! <laughs> Happy April!